This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder our Sunday Mass readings. We are entering the fifth week in this Easter season, the fifth Sunday of Easter, and continues to be such a beautiful celebration in the church, a beautiful celebration of life. And if you look outside, at least those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, we're into the springtime in the month of May and just seeing new life blossoming. We had a lot of April showers here on the West Coast, but they are bringing beautiful May flowers. The month of May in the church, traditionally a time where we honor our Blessed Mother, the gift of motherhood in Mother's Day, and remembering that beautiful gift of life. So as we enter into these readings today, focus on the church being alive and really in your prayer, in your work, and as you are discerning where you're called to serve, remember that the church is alive. And we're going to hear about that church growing today. We're also going to hear how we get to the Father, and that is the way of Jesus Christ. I want to welcome those of you who are tuned into the Hail Mary Media app. Once again, great to have you joining us via the app. It is a tremendous app that continues to grow, just like the church being alive. This Hail Mary Media app, which is born and raised right here in the Pacific Northwest through Mater Dei Radio, is a great resource with their local programming, programming like this, Faith Moments, and other programs, as well as prayers and other resources to connect you to your Catholic community. So if you have not downloaded it onto your favorite phone, get to your favorite app store and just look up Hail Mary Media app. And with that, I want to open with the prayer that you will hear our priest pray for the collect on this fifth Sunday in Easter. And again, it reminds us of the theme of Easter. It reminds us of this time of the resurrection. And the the church, think about this. If you think about the church alive, here's the church's prayer to lead us into the liturgy of word and Eucharist. And, and what our prayer intention is for. And so listen carefully to this beautiful prayer. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, constantly accomplish the paschal mystery within us that those you were pleased to make new in holy baptism may, under your protective care, bear much fruit and come 
to the joys of life eternal. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And I want to just look at this a little bit closer because sometimes this college prayer can go so fast and there's not enough pause and ponder that we miss. You know, the church is praying that our ever living God, our ever living God, that's the awesome statement in the very first sentence, our our almighty ever living God, we're asking God to accomplish the Paschal mystery the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ in us. That those of us who were made new in baptism, and I think we particularly look at those who were newly baptized in the church, those hundreds of thousands upon thousands throughout the whole church universal on Easter vigil came into the church with holy baptism. So keep accomplishing the Paschal mystery in them and in all of us who have been baptized, that under God's care, we bear much fruit and come to the joys of everlasting life. This is our goal, to come to the joy of life eternal. It's a beautiful prayer that is our focus for this season of Easter The story continues to grow with the Acts of the Apostles. Our reading today on this fifth Sunday of Easter comes from chapter six of the Acts of the Apostles, a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. As the number of disciples continued to grow, the Hellenists complained against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So the twelve called together the community of the disciples and said, It is not right for us to neglect the word of God to serve at table. Brothers, select from among you seven reputable men, filled with the spirit and wisdom, whom we shall appoint to this task, whereas we shall devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The proposal was accepted to the whole community. So they chose Stephen, a man filled with faith and the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid hands on them. The word of God continued to spread. And the number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly. Even a large group of priests were becoming obedient to the faith. The word of the Lord. Our psalm is Psalm 33. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Exult you just in the Lord. Praise from the upright is fitting. Give thanks to the Lord on the harp with the ten-string lyre. Chant his praises. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Upright is the word of the Lord, and all his works are trustworthy. He loves justice and right. Of the kindness of the Lord, the earth is full. 
Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. See, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness, to deliver them from death and preserve them in spite of famine. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, come to him a living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen and precious in the sight of God. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it says in scripture, Behold, I am laying a stone in Zion, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in it shall not be put to shame. Therefore, its value is for you who have faith, but for those without faith, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that will make people stumble and a rock that will make them fall. They stumble by disobeying the word, as is their destiny. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, so that you may announce the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading for this fifth Sunday in Easter is from the gospel according to John, chapter 14. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. 
Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful readings again as we enter this time of Easter and, and are right in the, the thick of it in this fifth week. And I want to just go back a page in this month's edition of the Magnificat for the May issue there in the structure of this particular missal, which is the month of all of the readings for each day. There's a morning section of prayers and an evening section of prayers in scripture. And the morning section includes this scripture from 1 John and it just ties into Jesus's message. So I just want to read this little scripture from John chapter one, verses 14, and then 16 and 17, and also John chapter three. And I hope these are familiar words to you. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the father's only son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And then John 3, 21 says, whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. And as we hear, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life from Jesus, let's go back into what we hear from the beginning of the early church. These Acts of the Apostles, we get to see how the early church began, and we see in this particular section, chapter 6, that the the group of Christians is continuing to grow. Now, remember, in past readings, we've heard that with all of the worry from the Romans and the church leaders who wanted to squash the apostles, Peter and the rest, there was guidance and counsel from Gal uh, Gamaliel to say, well, just wait a minute now. If, if this is not of God, we've seen many prophets come and go, and when they go, their band of followers disperses fairly quickly. But if it is a work of God, you're going to be fighting God himself. And so what we see is that this is a community of believers that is growing. Even without the physical presence of Jesus anymore, now we have the descent of the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit working amongst Peter and the apostles. And we hear at the very beginning of this reading that this grows. And even through many Gentile communities, the Hellenists were Jews, but they grew up outside of the outside of Palestine or outside of Jerusalem. So they had a Greek language. They had a lot of traditions and culture and devotionals, we would say, that were against the Jewish, the Jewish communities. And so they were, we would probably call them pagans today, but they came into the Christian faith and believed in Jesus Christ, but they were a different community of Jews. And so they might be known as the minority of this community. And they start to see that maybe there's some injustice of how the 
daily distribution is going, particularly they're talking about the widows. And so the 12 come together, here are the shepherds, here are the leaders of the church, and they're going to look at this particular situation of maybe injustice and unfairity. There's a disunity that's being brought up, not in a shouting, angry way, but it seems like we need to have a unity and a common community here. And so they pray and they they say, no, we as the leaders and the shepherds of the church can't take away from prayer, the word, and preaching the word, right? They're the ones who are the leaders of the church to continue on the teachings of the church. But let's find these seven men filled with the spirit to follow in a new ministry. So what we see is, is the church is growing in through growing pains, which any business, any apostolate, any, any organization that grows, you need to have a distribution of duties. You know, not one person is going to do it all. And so you have to look to see who has the gifts and talents to do this, to do that, to be able to serve all of the different needs of the people. And so how wise is that? The guidance of the Holy Spirit, let's put together. And these became the early deacons of the church to serve the needs of the people. So we see that through this cooperation, through following the example of Jesus, we're going to look at the needs, make sure that everybody's taken care of and make sure that there's no, we don't weaken our priority. We don't take away from the priority of prayer and preaching the gospel, this is what we're called to do, you know, to, to spread the good news. The, the commission of Christ is for us to share the good news. So we can't take away from that, but we can have more people fill in with these different ministries. And so we saw that when that wise action happened and more people were called to ministry to care for the, these needs here and there, what happened? The word of God continued to spread. So we don't take away from our shepherds, our priests, and say, oh, well, now they're going to do all of these other things. No, they focus on the sacraments. They focus on bringing Christ to the people, preaching of God and prayer. I think about the example of, of now venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen and Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta, two icons, two, one saint and saint in the making who lived in, in our age who always had a holy hour, that holy hour in adoration began their day, began the ministry. It wasn't the last thing that they did, but they always put Christ and prayer first. And this is what the 12 are saying. We have to put prayer first, prayer is first. And through the prayer, then we get the nourishment to go and feed where we need to feed. And then the number of disciples grew and increased greatly. And here's beautiful, a little, little piece that even a large group of priests were being obedient to the faith. So they're reaching out in different ways to different communities of people coming to the table of Christ. And that's through a desire to bring unity to the community and always maintaining a solid mission of prayer, the word of God and spreading that good news. And so then the result with the cooperation of the Holy Spirit is a growth in numbers. The church is alive. There is a growth in numbers. Sometimes we hear we hear different statistics of a lack of this or that. 
And certainly people do fall away from faith. People do leave or maybe are not called, but no, the, the call to the priesthood, the call to religious life, the call to holy matrimony, the call to a single and celibate and joyful life in Christ. These are all calls that are continually being made by God through the Holy Spirit. The only question is, how am I, how are you going to respond? Are people listening? If people can't even listen, how are they going to be able to follow the call? It's just like Philip and the eunuch, the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, Philip is reading the scripture or the eunuch is reading the scripture and Philip comes up by the power of the Holy Spirit and is going to educate him. You know, we need to clear our ears of the noise that distracts us from hearing the call to live in the life of Jesus. I'm just going to go right to the gospel of John today and I think one of the most popular verses that can be brought out is I am the way, the truth, and the life. I think about when I was in high school, I went to some high school youth rallies and uh, evangelical rallies and, and the music. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. And that that line, but what is that? And And, and Jesus is talking to his disciples in the scripture, this is John chapter 14, and I'm going to open up my Bible to it here. But in John 14, we were at the Last Supper. You know, we are, if we imagine these words that Jesus is speaking while he's with his apostles, the 12, before he goes to be arrested and ultimately crucified, he has just washed the feet of the disciples. Now, all of the 12 disciples have their feet washed, Judas included. We have the announcement that Judas will betray the Lord, and Judas has left the house. So now we have 11 apostles with Jesus as Jesus gives him the commandment where I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, this is John 13, verse 33, 34, I give you a new commandment, love one another. You know, Jesus is constantly teaching his apostles. He's giving them all of these warnings and this is what's to come, my passion, my death, my resurrection. And he continues to emphasize his message of love, love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We saw that love being lived out in the Acts of the Apostles, the, the account we just heard. We saw this recognition. There might be some, maybe not everybody's being served properly. So let's look at that. Let's discern and let's find out how to solve that potential problem. Uh, if there are complaints that are appropriate complaints to bring up to the management, we do in a way of solving the problem to serve the needs of all the people. And that's through charity and love, not in anger, not in blaming, but in charity. And so the next thing that happens is actually that the, the Lord predicts Jesus, uh, the Lord predicts that Peter is going to deny the Lord three times, even though Peter says, I will fight to the death and I will stand by you. And then we come to this Last Supper discourse, which we heard today, do not let your hearts be troubled. But Jesus is saying he's preparing a place for us. 
He's preparing a place for you. He has a place for you and for me. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to myself. But we need to know who the Lord is. How do we know if we don't know the Lord? And even Thomas's master, <laughs> we don't know where you're going. Jesus is talking about eternal life. He's talking about that heavenly kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus says, I, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. The way that you live, if you live my way, that's the way. That's the vocation to live in a holy way. Your vocation, I am the way. What is that? That's truth. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is real life. I came that I would give you life, but life in abundance, we heard last week. Jesus is abundant life through the Father, that when we know and love and serve Jesus, we know the Father. We have a relationship with Jesus. We have a relationship with the Father. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. He's reminding the apostles, they're sitting around the dinner table, they're sitting at the Last Supper, and he's reminding them, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. If we believe in Jesus, we'll follow his way, we'll follow his teachings, we'll let go of other teachings that are false, and we will do greater things than he has done because he's going to the Father through Jesus. To know Christ is to know the Father. And the Holy Spirit gives us as the paraclete, as the advocate, as the one that provides the spirit of knowledge and wisdom and counsel, that knowledge and wisdom and counsel through the Holy Spirit allows us to have a closer relationship with Jesus to the Father. How do we do this? We learn. We learn through a relationship through the scriptures, reading the holy book of God, by living a sacramental life, learning from the lives of the saints, from their writings, from their teachings, from their examples. Church history. How is the church through time and time again led us in, in what is their example? Look at the Acts of the Apostles. We're, we're learning that from the Acts of the Apostles. And the traditions of the church help us to have and build a stronger relationship with Jesus, which is a stronger relationship with the Father. And in this month of May, we began the month of May. May 1st was the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. So through the hands and intercession of St. Joseph, the husband of Mary, the foster father of Jesus, St. Joseph the Worker, to guide us to know Jesus, and the Blessed Mother. This month of May is dedicated to Our Lady. We have a devotion to the Holy Rosary, to May crownings, to special devotions to Our Lady. Our Lady of Fatima is celebrated during the month of May. Ask Mary, ask Joseph to help you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And as we grow in love and charity and fervor with the power of the Holy Spirit, what happens? The church becomes alive.
The church is alive. Let us celebrate that. Alleluia. Alleluia. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.